2: All
3: right. It's a Friday. It is also as far as where I'm at payday so that makes it a, a doubly good uh friday and if we had a day off because of a holiday it would be a perfect friday but th- we don't make perfection but we get close by having payday on this friday hope you're doing all right uh, i went to the movies last night and went and saw the new fast and furious nine um uh, it's worth your money to go see They spent the time to put together all the action sequences that you expect from those movies. Uh, They're getting more and more and more over the top. I will tell you that. Uh, And and they end up in outer space in this movie uh, as well. So anyway, it it, it does get over the top. Uh, John Cena's all right. He does a decent job and looks like he's going to be now in the series from now on. Uh, He plays Dom's brother. So keep that keep that in mind. We'll talk about it more uh, in the seven thirty half hour when Matt Smith joins me from all of the uh, VIP cinemas here in Central Arkansas. Robert Seinbach, Chris Corbett, uh, supposed to be here in just a few moments. They haven't arrived yet. I don't know if they met for breakfast or something and just running late, but they will be here. Do have a, a friend of the of the show. And uh, a good friend of mine uh, joining us today, and Colonel Conrad Reynolds is here. And if you've been listening to this show for any length of time, you know who he is. You know what he has done. And uh, he joins us today. He is the man, the the pusher behind the Arkansas Military Hall of Fame. Uh, He has stepped down from his positions of that, said it was time for others to keep it going. I mean, sooner or later, the people who come up with these ideas have to step down, and somebody's got to stand, as we would say, in the military, into the breach.
1: Uh, that's right. Dave. That's right. Well, the acid test of any successful organization is to be able to turn it over. It's not based on one personality. It's uh, based on the mission. And, and uh, there's some really good people who took over, and uh, I was there a decade. I was there 10 years. That's unbelievable for me because I got
3: started with it
1: as you came up to me and said i'm thinking about doing this i was all for it right oh absolutely yeah In 2010 <laughs> so that was the idea and so uh but You're, it, it's, man, it's getting old and the time goes faster goes all the too, time it goes too girl, fast really does
3: <laughs> so what are you right. doing because i mean look we're getting out of afghanistan so some of the work that you've done over there I've during the military and after the military has been extensive
1: more time after actually i mean i went there in january of 2002 uh, so uh, at the very beginning, it was safer then than it was the last time I was there, which was in 2016. There you go. But, uh, unbelievable. But anyway, uh, yes, we're pulling out. I think it's a smart thing. Okay. I think we should have pulled out in 2011, right after, uh, Osama bin Laden was, uh, taken out. In fact, I even had a talk with several of the legislators and said, Hey, it's time to pull out now. Let's, let's claim success and move on. But they didn't. And, uh, of course we wanted to spend another trillion dollars there
3: I had a a gentleman on had written a book about uh, Afghanistan and he had almost the exact same uh, experience that you had had. He used to be uh he was head of uh, central command right. over, over in that area for mm-hmm. like four years he worked with Petraeus and and some of the other people during that time right. and he said literally almost word for word he said. Being in Afghanistan is like putting your hand in a bucket of water, and then when you pull it out, you can't see that you did anything while That's you were right. there.
1: And that's why it's been for thousands of years in that part of the world, And um, but it took us a long time to finally realize it, and I was glad that Trump was making st- steps when he was in just trying to pull us out and uh there comes a time when you just got to pull out we i mean how many more trillions are we going to spend in
3: life i mean we sure right.
1: treasure we're spending but you know,
3: lives i mean there's people getting killed over you know, there over 4,000
1: uh, 24 2,500 uh servicemen another 4,000 contractors about seven 3,000 civilians have died there uh, i think it's time for us to move on i think it's the right thing to do um and so, unfortunately, there are some places in the world that you just can't make a huge difference, and that's one of them. For
3: well, us. I, I asked the colonel to come on and talk about it because, you know, Biden has said uh, he wants to be out by the end of this year. We'll see if that happens. Uh,
1: well september 11th is uh is the date that he put out there
3: uh you again, think that he makes that date i mean he also said he wanted 70 percent of americans vaccinated <laughs> you know by a certain time and that ain't going to happen no, that's either. not
1: happening i don't think but i don't know about the september 11th we'll wait and see i know that they've reduced uh uh the numbers greatly and there's a bunch of units much of my friends have pulled out of there have not they're no longer going back so we'll see what happens well they cut they cut the uh, closed down the big air base there didn't they yeah uh and they're closing down just everything everything the problem it becomes more dangerous as you people start leaving because you have less protection yeah and uh so that's it's really from now until the time actually we pull out fully is uh the most dangerous time all right you know the guy who's showing up here I Chris Corbett I, I know
3: he's jumping Corbett. us and, sure. uh, jo- joining us and he has uh, represented the uh, the colonel from time to time. The thing. You're not wearing shorts today, brother.
4: No,
3: this is today. You remember this last week? It was kind of scary. He walked in, Heidi, and he had shorts on. Do you remember last week? That was kind of scary. I don't know. Rob, Robert's supposed to be coming. Uh, is he on his way? Okay. There's well, so the microphone. Pull that so mic up. So they didn't have breakfast. Yeah. Did you guys have breakfast together? <laughs> no. I right from oh, pull that mic up and come on and join me here so we can hear you we're sitting here talking about afghanistan which colonel if there's somebody i want to talk about afghanistan with it's he the man right why. here
1: he knows he knows where a lot of the skeletons are buried oh absolutely well you've got the, what the the dirty little secret of course i by the way i speak for myself i, understand I always that. speak for myself but the dirty little secret with most of the people who've worked over there over the last 10 15 years is that people knew that there was never going to be a real change Uh, it's just the culture. You're just not going to be able to change that. And people who were there knew that. um, But there was this kind of fantasy that we were going to try to make a big difference. And if you remember when President Obama got here, when he took over, he had the surge, remember? Right. Uh, In Afghanistan, which was really Well, he
3: wasn't going to have the surge. That's right. But Petraeus kind of said, we need to really have this happen, or not only are you going to lose Afghanistan, you're going to lose Iraq. Right,
1: right. Well... Again, it was Afghanistan with the war he picked
3: to, right.
1: to, to spend a lot more money, which he did in 2011, 2012. I wish we hadn't done that, but we did. But the reality is is that the government there, the central government, has never controlled more than 10 provinces out of the 36. You know, think of Afghanistan about the size of Texas. Uh-huh. And it's got 35 million people. Okay, Texas got twenty five million. So, right. so basically, you know, very very similar, but about the same size. And the reality is, you can't control all that. No. And so, most of the central government only controlled about ten provinces. They've got something like around four hundred and ten districts. And there's they're, the big deal now is about ninety of the districts have been taken over by the by the Taliban. Uh, they have what's called a shadow government. They got in all these districts, they got people that belong to the Taliban and the. The government employees don't do anything. They're corrupt. Most of them are corrupt. They're taking the money and they're corrupt. And so the Taliban people come in, and they're the ones that re- that respond to the the needs of the people. Whether it's you know it's two neighbors getting a fight over something, it's the Taliban that come in and solve that, not the government with their whips. And, yeah, with their whips. That's it. Well, a lot of it's Sharia law, but the, but, but well, that's, that's what, what I'm saying. They, but that's what they do, and uh, and the people have come to not trust the government because the government doesn't follow through, and so there you go. And so that's what you've got. And so right now, I I, I don't see the government of Afghanistan staying in power more than three months after we pull out.
3: How much of a bloodbath will there be there?
1: I don't think much. I don't think much. I think most of the people there will simply, just like people are now, they're surrendering left and right to the Taliban and all these out, all these in different districts. They're just walking away from their from their posts.
3: So this won't be like Vietnam. I mean, Vietnam there was a bloodbath after we
1: pulled. No, out. no, no, no. The difference here, and a lot of people don't really understand, is that Afghanistan has got so many different uh, tribes, if you will. They got fourteen well, yeah. different ethnicities that they recognize in their constitution. 14 different ones and what happens is is that most of these people who work for the government work in those districts they can't they're not allowed to tra- they can't go anywhere else for example somebody from Hellman province can't come up to kabul and work everybody there would know that they're from Helmand province it's kind of like someone from new york coming to arkansas and working for the for the bureau or for somebody else everybody would know but it's accepted in america it's not accepted there well, and that's so,
3: because there was so much infighting amongst all the different tribes.
1: Right. A and lot so, of bad blood there. Well, and, and that's the only ones that they trust, the people in their tribe. So that's why you're never going to have a cohesive Afghan society like we should have here. Ours is breaking down now, but it's like we should have here in America. So let me yeah.
3: let me ask this question. Who made the decision to do nation-building again? I mean, if there's one thing we should have learned in Vietnam— is that you cannot rebuild nations?
1: Dick Cheney, Dick Cheney, and Bush; those are the ones who decided that we were going to nation build, we were going to regime change. That okay. was a big deal. I was at CENTCOM in 2001 uh, when 9/11 happened, and we were all focused on Afghanistan, taking out Al all the things that. Everybody, and we did, that and, by by we the did way. that. and that was the focus. Well, all of a sudden, about a year and a half later, it was all we're talking about Iraq and regime change. Okay, that's who started it. That's the people that are responsible for okay, it. Okay, so
3: Bush and Cheney went and talked to Karzai and convinced him that they could what put put in a new government in Afghanistan.
1: Well, that was different. We went in because. We had to go in. Karzai wasn't even there at that point. I know. But we, we went in and, and, and made that. But Iraq was a bigger, it was a different thing. Right. Uh, you know, um, and so we went into Iraq, and as far as I'm concerned, we we should have done more in Iraq than we did in Afghanistan. At least Iraq has an educated populace. They've got a, they've, they've got a chance. They've got oil. They've got natural resources, and they don't have... They do have infighting, but not not to the extent that Afghanistan does, in my yeah. opinion. Obviously,
3: their biggest problem, it seems like, in Iraq now, to me,
1: is Iran. Are well, they are they causing most of problem? It depends. You know, the the vast majority of uh, Iraq is a Shiite, right? So the problem. So that's why Iran has a lot of influence in Iraq, and uh, so yeah, that's that's. That's always been a problem. It's always been Iran. It's always been a problem in Iraq. Matter of fact, most of the um, IEDs that were being exploded came from Iran. Sure. So most they taught of, everybody. Soleimani was a big time into that. He was, a, and, and th- we took him out. So, uh, but I'm just saying, well, how dare we do? How that? How dare we do that? Well, guess what? <laughs> and I, as, I don't know if you remember, I predicted nothing was going to happen. Yeah, I know you did, and, and it didn't. You know, they made a big deal out of it, but nothing happened. Yeah,
3: so, and the Dems tried to. To, to catapult off
1: of it and could not and could not that's exactly right all
3: right let's get a break in the colonel's going to be with us during the hour robert's supposed to be on his way i i don't know maybe he's putting on a complete bio suit before he gets here today and then chris is already here jump in chris when you get questions thank you thank Let you Let you get involved in the discussion because it's really important uh we'll also talk about freedom of speech Uh, We had a uh, Supreme Court decision. I don't think it's as big as a lot of people are making it. So uh, we'll talk about all of this as we continue here in the first hour of the Dave Ellswick Show. Uh, Don't forget about East End Towing because no matter the situation, East End Towing can handle it, has all the answers that you need. They know how you can do towing on private property versus public property. Uh, They can deal with all of that. So that you know that when they take your car, your car is going where you told them to take it, not where they want to take it and maybe put it in, you know, kind of like lockup. And then they start charging you more money for the tow and for, you know, watching your car and things of that nature. That's why I always tell people if you have any problems out on the road and, uh, you know, you break down, you have a wreck, whatever, don't let the police call you a tow. Have a number. Have a company that you trust, and you call them and tell them that you want them to come and get your automobile. That way, you you all have talked about this, and you know where it's going to. Uh, it's not going to be put in some impound lot that you can't get to it. So keep that in mind. So keep this uh, number with you. Put it in your wallet. Put it in your purse. Put it in your glove box so that. If something happens that you're not expecting and you do need a tow, sometimes that happens. I mean, look, I've blown out tires before and had to be towed into Joe's to have them taken care of. Uh, call 888-8849, 888-8849, and uh, East End Towing will take care of it because no matter the situation, East End Towing can handle it and has all the answers. All right, back with you, Dave Ellswick Show. We're sitting here talking history right now. We're, we're talking to the first Gulf War, uh, Conrad and I. And we're, we're explaining to Chris, you got two sects of, uh, you know, Islam followers over in the Middle East. You got Sunnis and you got the Shiites. That's why you always hear me say the Shiite hit the fan. Uh, over there (laughs) right Uh, because that's that's one of the problems that they they have over there you can go back to when bush when we we didn't go into iraq after the first war and the people thought we were and especially i think the uh um, wasn't the sunnis was the other side thought we were coming and then we didn't and then there was a big bloodbath there was an internal cleansing let's put it that way
4: that was Desert Storm. Yes. We didn't, yeah.
3: That's correct. And and look, we could have gone in there. I mean, I think we all remember the turkey shoot that happened over there mm-hmm. just before the end of that. We destroyed their ability to make war. Oh, Completely absolutely. destroyed them. Yeah. Have you ever seen the pictures of that? Oh, uh, the highway like of death? One, yeah, the one, oh, yeah. There's a one made oh, in yeah. and out going right. down to Kuwait. And uh, they were trying to get out. And um, who was the general at that time? It was a Schwarzkopf. 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 He could have literally, I mean, seriously killed about every Iraqi military member during that that pullback that they were doing, and he stopped. Right. He stopped. Now I'm I'm sure he was probably told by uh, Bush to go ahead and stop, but maybe he wouldn't have if Bush hadn't said, "You need to need to hold up over there."
1: Yeah, they made calculations, and that if they w- had gone into Iraq, it would it would not have been good. That was their calculation. What was really funny is all all the arguments they gave in 1990 for not going into Iraq, they completely ignored when they went into Iraq. Like, and, what 2002, <laughs> basically 2003. Yeah, Three. yeah, unbelievable, unbelievable. Yeah, but, we
3: we we haven't <clears throat> learned. I no. mean, I'll, I'll say this much: the French learned in Vietnam, right. All right, we did not, mm. and and it, we we didn't pay attention to what the French went through there in Vietnam before we got involved over there, and it, and it, it was Korea was probably the first uh, real war that the politicians fought more mm-hmm. so than the generals, right? And Vietnam definitely the politicians were fighting that war, right? And not uh, and not the uh, the generals. And then, uh, then the generals were lying about what was going on in Vietnam, and we repeated the exact same thing with Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. You know, You're
1: right? We were being told that we were winning in Afghanistan. You remember that, <sighs> oh, right? Of course, uh, everybody told everybody said that every time we were making progress. Making yeah, progress. We weren't. We were just spending a lot of money. <laughs> you know, about fifty billion a year is what it averaged. A little bit more, but
3: and remember yeah. how that money was spent. Schools uh, and roads,
5: right?
1: Yeah, that's what they say. <laughs> yeah. Infrastructure. It's, it's
3: spent, yeah, yeah, well you got as we've all learned now over the last year, infrastructure means different things to different people. All Absolutely. Right? And so you've got a situation now where they were paying off the politicians.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: Those politicians making bunches of money. But that happened in Vietnam. Right. That was going on at that time as as well. It's it's really a sad thing. We try to take care of things with money. You don't take care of a war with money. Now, money has to be spent for the munitions and the men and to feed them and the nine yards. But uh, if we would have just let loose the American military, I think, in Vietnam, in fact, General Gap of the North uh, Vietnamese regulars said so, uh, we would have stopped them dead in their tracks. Right. And we didn't do it. Because the politicians got involved, because they found out they could make money off of war. I am just saying those
1: politicians. I am getting
3: started. Don't don't (laughs) get me started on all of this. The American fighting man has done what he has been asked to do. Uh, Not so much, right? You know, with politicians. I agree. All right, so I'll get back to this. So, how how does this work at the end? Uh, Do we just, you know, the last the last GI in Afghanistan turn out the lights?
1: I think so. That's the way it is, and they need to do it sooner than later. Uh, you know, and and, and uh, but I do believe they will pull out the shirt. Right.
3: we're going to come back, talk more about this. Chris is here, Roberts here, uh, the Colonel is here. We got a lot more to talk about here on uh, the Dave Ellswick Show, and I'm I'm watching, I'm watching my producer. What now? I can't read your lips. I'm lost. I have no time over here. My computer is not working. That's what I'm trying to tell you. In fact, it says it's 632 right now. My uh, my computer. All right, back with you. Dave Ellswick Show. Robert Steinbach is uh, over there with uh, uh, Heidi. Colonel Conrad Reynolds is here. Uh, Chris is here. So uh, we're going to move on to other uh, topics in just a moment. But before we do that, let me remind you, Pat Davis... Is going to join us in the next half hour, and we're going to talk to him about health care uh, from his website, yourhealthplanman.com. We're also going to talk about uh, uh, how he does health insurance differently from other people, why he can save you 30 to 50 percent on health insurance. And I'm talking about actual insurance and not a share plan. Uh, how, if you're self employed, this is the way to go. Uh, we can also talk about uh you know you can break out of the grip of the government right now they 're paying you know uh, more money on these uh, on this mon- amount of money that they give you so that you can buy health care but remember what I always said this goes back to Thomas Jefferson. Jefferson said, "If the government's big enough to give you everything, they're big enough to take everything away. So do not think that that money is going to stay the way it is, especially the way they're talking about spending six trillion dollars here and you know another three trillion dollars over there. Sooner or later, uh, push comes to shove because the law of economics will play into all this. Uh, you can you just to choose any provider you want. There are no copays, absolutely no copays." And uh, you may not know this, but there's excess money a lot of times, like when there's a surgery or whatever, that's sitting there, and uh, you don't get it, the uh, insurance companies get it. Well... The way uh, Pat does it, you get that money, not the insurance company. So be listening at about five, six after seven, and he'll explain how all that works. Or if you can't and you just need to make a phone call, 501-605-6935, and you can talk directly uh, to Pat uh, Davis. So I asked the colonel to come in because I had read a, a story about what was going to happen in Afghanistan when we left. And I knew what was going to happen. In Afghanistan, when we left, I I read enough stuff that I can kind of keep up with things. Colonel, will tell you that I'm I, I'm pretty well.
1: You're versed, well read, yeah, you know, absolutely. Well
3: versed in what's going on, and bottom line is it, You know, we said the same thing uh, about Gary Indiana. You know, last person in Gary turn out the lights, and uh, <laughs> and they did. That's what happened. They turned out the lights, and Gary has never recovered uh, mm-hmm. from what happened. Now does afghanistan recover no because afghanistan is tribal you know when we went over there you know what you know what we did chris you know what we really i mean seriously you know what we did we took and all the other countries who have tried like i mean go back to alexander the great Mm -hmm. uh, who tried to take over afghanistan they made the rocks in afghanistan smaller well we used (laughs) all our weaponry to make the small rocks even smaller over in afghanistan but guess what they're used to living in caves folks right that's what they're used to and that's what they went back to
1: Mm -hmm. you
3: know for a long time we know that bin laden was hanging out in the caves of afghanistan sure you know and nobody would talk about him nobody talks about anything in afghanistan if you happen to be part of their tribe
1: that's exactly right that's it i mean look, the vast majority even in kabul which has about four million people think about it all everybody in arkansas put into one city and be like everybody live in a little rock that's what it is in in uh in in kabul about four million people and they had electricity maybe 30 i mean 30 to 40 percent of the time not all the time so they were used to living like that yeah have been always so
3: so my son was over in afghanistan uh he's in the navy He is. um, He was outside the wire all the time because Mm -hmm. he was doing logistics. So he was making sure the people had their their ammo and their guns that they needed in the in the different areas. Uh, There's two things that he brought back with him that he told me about. He says the place stinks because Mm -hmm. they burn excrement Mm -hmm. in the winter. In the winter to 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 uh, heat their homes. Uh, Nothing goes wasteful over there. They use everything. Uh, over there. And then he said uh, you'd have all these different uh, Afghani troops, and you didn't know whether you could turn your back on them or not.
1: Well, that's true. That is true. That's I a mean,
3: terrible that. way to have to fight a war. Right.
1: Oh, well. Uh, that, that your that.
3: ally may shoot you just as well as your enemy might shoot you.
1: That's right. That's right. And And you don't know why they're being they may be pressured by the taliban they may be or isis you know of course isis you know raised his ugly head there yeah, as well it did. and what most people don't realize is that it, all it was the same a lot of it was the same people people who were uh, taliban just said okay tomorrow i'll be isis and so whoever's paying them the most money they would volunteer for that's wow. what it boiled down to now how did we start this
3: conversation out <laughs> wow it was all about money yep. it still is all about money and Better at somebody else's bunny and not ours. That's right. That's, I agree. that's the way I'm I about that. So, I'm glad we're getting thinking, out. I'm glad we're getting out. Yeah, so am I. I'm glad we're getting out. Okay. Right. With that said, let's go to Chris and Robert. Now you can jump in on this as well. Terrible, terrible thing happened. Uh, was it yes? I guess it was yesterday, early yesterday morning, down in uh, out, just outside of Miami, a apartment building, condos, in right. fact where it was costing anywhere from 250000 to $500,000 a year to live, just fell down. I mean, flat like a pancake, just dropped straight down to the earth. They said that after it all was over, they had a hill of debris three stories tall. And only right now can they say one person has been identified as being killed in this. There's going to be more. There's going to have to be more. I got to believe there's going to be more.
1: Now we can turn are missing. Yeah, ninety-nine.
3: Yeah, we can. Ninety-nine are missing. Yeah, ninety-nine wow. are so wow. missing. So I can turn and, and look at Chris. Chris is a, of course, a lawyer here in Arkansas. Uh, he also specializes in engineering law. That's right. Now I know we're not, you're not uh, have. You know, you're licensed to practice law, engineering law, I guess, in, in Florida. But when you look at this, how long will it take to sort this out, do you think?
4: Oh, it's going to be months. Months. And when I, the only photo I've seen is an aerial photo of it. And the first thing I did was like, oh, is this under construction? Was it? Was it no. This thing was 50 years old. And um, there a major renovation was going on. And obviously, there's got to be a... A load-bearing wall that was either run into or hit in the bottom, and it's collapsed on itself, and it's tragic. This is a uh, monumental mistake made by a contractor, or hopefully not, you know, a young engineer. They took out a wall or something. There's there's no way this thing just fell after standing for 50 years without somebody taking out a wall in the bottom, and um, they're going to be digging through that debris for a long time.
3: Yeah, and they've got to get through it. Uh, I mean, uh, DeSantis said yesterday, late yesterday afternoon, it was still a search and rescue operation that's going on. Because, you know, when you start hearing them say search and recovery, that means that they made the decision that nobody could have survived. We haven't heard that yet. So did you hear about that teenage boy they pulled out?
4: No, I have not kept up with
3: the story. Yeah, he he was there for hours under like two floors of debris.
4: And these are these, wow. are, con, these are condominiums, right? Yes. Is that what and they were people living in it yes. while they were renovating.
3: Yeah, and so there this kid is yelling and screaming, I'm alive, help me, help me. I'm alive and kept yelling and screaming some guy happened to hear him and wow. could look down through the debris and their eyes met and they pulled him out alive. That's amazing. Yeah, they showed the, the video of him of uh this rescuer had the guy up on his shoulders this kid on his shoulders i think he's 16 years old hopefully you've got more wow. stories
4: coming out like that well, i hope we, we hear a lot real. more yeah. like
3: that i don't know when i look at three stories of just mm-hmm. debris you know what when i think about when i see that looks i think like about 11 i think 9 yeah. 11 i, like, I it. think of kenya when uh, mm-hmm. the, the embassy was attacked over in kenya oh yeah and i think of uh lebanon those are the things I think about when I see stuff like that and how many people well, died in those.
4: Dave, you got a good point. Maybe there's something else may have happened. Who knows? I mean, how is this how did the building get brought down like
3: that? Well, it had there had been a report last year or year and a half ago that it was sinking.
4: Oh. Okay.
3: So what you know we don't know what they were doing to try to rectify. I mean yeah. it's not like they were gonna tell everybody, you gotta move out. They were looking for ways to save it so they could keep making money off of it so anyway well you're saying it's going to take
4: months oh man they're going to pick through that because there could be you know human bodies in there yeah and um, they're also going to do some kind of forensic engineering to figure out what the heck happened was it a gas leak i mean it looks like a bomb went off
3: well i didn't see any explosion i mean i Mm. saw the video that was captured of when it fell and it's just sitting there, and all of a sudden, just half moved. of it, Something half moved. of it, just falls straight down. Then the other half falls straight. Well, down. E-
1: even some of the eyewitness reports said that they didn't even hear. Some of the, they didn't hear anything. They just gush winds, stuff coming towards their, their windows. Yeah. And wow. this one lady was uh, was saying that they didn't even hear it fall actually. Yeah.
3: Well, the main thing so, they heard no
1: explosion. The hundreds of fire trucks.
3: Oh yeah. And emergency personnel yeah. that showed. I mean, I. I was up early. I get up at uh, about 10 minutes till 4, and I flip on Fox just to see what's going on. And you know, they, something... they had the pictures of hundreds of flashing lights around a hole in the ground. Yeah. And I said, uh-oh, something didn't happen that was supposed to happen.
4: Something that came to mind just when you were talking about that is they have some sinkholes there in, in Florida, and lots of limestone. There could be some sort of karst underground formation that just failed. There's no telling. If it was uh-huh. sinking... That, that there's some indications there's something else is going on underground.
3: All right. Well, well, we'll find out more about that. Now, when we come back, let's talk about freedom of speech. That's important to everybody who is here in this studio and sitting in the other studio today. Conrad fights for it, and Chris goes to court to fight for it. So does Robert, and he works and puts together laws to protect it. And I talk about it all the time, so we'll come back and talk more with you about it here on uh, the Dave Ellswick Show. If you got questions about filing for Social Security, uh, get the answers in a simple, easy-to-understand booklet called Your Guide to Social Security. It's from David Lucas Financial in North Little Rock, 27 pages long. It lets you know everything you need to know that could help you get even more income uh, when you file for Social Security, if you're within five years of filing, this is the book for you. Get the free booklet now by calling 501-222-3315. And as a bonus, you're going to receive a free customized Social Security analysis. Now, what does that do? Well, it pinpoints the optimal time that you should do all of this. So you ring every nickel out of your benefits. Pick up the phone. Call right now. 501 222 3315 that's 501-222-3315 all right so big story came out earlier this week i think it was not as big as it was portrayed by some people some people wanted to really push uh freedom of of expression and i'm one of those people i know robert is one of those people do you pre- you you uh, stand for freedom of expression robert my arm you are on of
2: course i stand for freedom of expression (laughs) and this is actually a very important case the case says that a high school student who was posting online uh, can't be punished for doing so and dave you and i and chris have talked about this many times it's known as extracurricular speech it's a fancy word to say Talking while outside of school. Right. Inside school, for those K through 12, mind you, uh, the school has some control over what the student can say and where and this kind of thing. What the student uh, – what the school doesn't have is control over what the student can say on his or her own or her own free time and the court has finally confirmed that now leftists and bureaucrats and those seeking to control every aspect of our lives have argued otherwise and said no we're allowed to and they make similar claims by the way about uh College grads, or college students rather, which clearly is nonsense. Indeed, there's lesser control over the speech of college students on campus uh, because the notion of a school controlling the statements of a student K through 12 derives from the concept that the school acts as a parent during the parent's absence. Well, once you're over 18, there is no parental control. But you see here in Arkansas... You see it across this country where lefties, and let me be clear, across this country, Dave, your public schools, your government schools are controlled by lefties seeking to indoctrinate the students into leftist ideology. They want to control their lives in the school. They want to control their lives outside the school that pertains to K-12, and it pertains to higher education, and until we break that mold, until the state legislature starts Starts to tell local school districts that they can't do the indoctrination they're doing until the legislature tells the um, uh, higher education that they can't use the higher education system as a means to indoctrinate our youth it will persist the way it, ex- it exists now dan sullivan tried to pass a bill this very past term to do exactly that. Why? Because Dad Sullivan is ahead of the curve of the Supreme Court. Ahead of the curve. What was that bill? That was a Dave Elswick free speech bill on campus, part two. You're well aware of that one being named after you, of course. And who defeated it? Lance Eads, Jane English, And James Sturch, three rhinos who need to be gone from the legislature. So if you're for free speech, you should be voting for conservatives. And I'm waiting for Chris here in the studio. He's going to announce, I'm sure, shortly, he's running for state Senate. Whoops, I said it. He's going to run for state Senate up there in the Conway area. And he's going to crush the opposition. Why? Because he's the only conservative around there.
3: Well, here's the key about this particular piece of uh, of decision by the Supreme Court. It was really, as you read it and the the opinions, was really, really narrow. The only person who disagreed with it completely was Justice Thomas. He was the only one, and he dissented completely against it. Uh, Breyer evidently wrote, in such a way, the uh, the main decision going with the the people. It was an eight one decision, by the way, uh, of about uh, freedom of speech. Saying, "Yeah, this is all about freedom of speech." It was on her Snapchat. Yes, she can do that. Uh, However, and you use the word "however," which when I hear that, it's like throwing out everything that you just said. But uh, they said, "However, uh, because." Of bullying and all the different other things that school systems now have been tasked with following, uh, it did not affect trying to stop that type of thing away from school. Did you did you see it as being, you know, specifically designed as kind of laser focused on on that, Robert?
2: Well, Dave, you're right in that it was a narrowly written decision to try to get, I gather, the most justices to sign on as would be willing to do so. And I would prefer a broader decision, uh, but I do like the fact that it's an eight to one decision. So on the issue that had to be decided, they decided entirely correctly, what it portends for the future, as is often the case with Supreme Court opinions, is unknown. And it's and if it were a broader decision, we could make bigger predictions. So it was a narrowly drafted opinion, but where it ruled, it ruled well.
4: Okay, how do you feel about it, Chris? I'm fired up about it. I mean, he, you know, uh, Rob talked about indoctrination. You know, they're they're teaching these leftist ideas in high school. And then it gets reinforced in college. And they, what they've done is they punished this girl, and kicked her out of cheerleading. That's a huge deal. I had a bunch of friends in high school that were on the cheerleading team, and tried to date some of them, right? But yeah. they kicked her off, right? <laughs> they kicked her off for a whole year. And and you know her her reward of doing this is uh, is um, you know having to put up with this lawsuit that's going through. And I'm glad she stuck with it. I'm sorry she got kicked off the softball team and the and the. And, I mean, people should be standing up and, and throwing their arms up saying, what happened here and why was she able to be punished by this administration? And, and they need to flip it around on them. And they need, to, they need to do something about how they're able to do that and why they're able to do it.
3: Well, it's going to be interesting now. You know, I, I typically feel that anything that ends up in the Supreme Court like this right. is going to end up in a way that somebody's going to either make or save money.
4: Yeah, follow the money. Absolutely.
3: Yeah, so, uh, you know, I, I think that the parents are suing yeah. uh, with the daughter, yeah. and uh, it's for some monetary gain. And yeah. I'm, I'm not saying that the, the school shouldn't pay, to right. be honest. Right. I mean, I understand what she said was vulgar, okay? Yeah. yeah. But, uh, to some, as, right? To yeah, some. yeah, yeah. As, as as Robert and you and I, and I'm sure Conrad have all, all talked, free speech protects people who... Say things that some people may not like. Right. But you have even though you don't like what they said, they have the right to say it. Yeah. That's that's really uh, important as far as that's concer- uh, concern concerned. Colonel, it's always good. I'm glad hey, you you're, come thanks in. Thanks for and, having me, Dave. And of course he's saying it's about time that we got out of Afghanistan. It's time. Yeah. All right. So last GI, whoever you are, turn out the, turn lights. Out the lights. All right, turn <laughs> out the lights Chris, thank you for coming in. I appreciate you. I'm glad that you were here to talk about this engineering uh, problem that they're going to have down in Florida. And, Robert, it's always a pleasure to have you here, although you were relatively quiet. You could have got into the whole thing about Afghanistan. We've talked about that before. We've got a break, and then we're going to hear from Pat Davis about uh, your health care. Chris Corbett doing his best uh, lost hog impersonation today with the suspenders. Kind of give him credit on that. Uh, with us this uh, half hour, uh, I've talked about him every day here on the Dave Ellswick Show. What I try to do is just get you to call him. That's, that's what I do. Uh, because everybody hears what uh, Pat Davis is, is telling them. But I don't know how many people, Pat, really believe that what you're saying can actually be attained, although you're doing it with countless people. Uh, you got your son-in-law with you, too, uh, now. uh, Pat's number, let me give you the number right off the bat, 501-605-6935. 501-605-6935. If you want to do this by internet you can do it online at your health plan man that's what everybody calls Pat anyway your So Pat Davis thanks for joining us uh, introduce your other other uh, individual who's on the phone with us and then we're going we're gonna move on and, and talk. I've, I walked out of my house today man I feel like like I, I cut off one of my arms, particularly my right arm. <laughs> the one that I use the most. Uh, I forgot my cell phone. I left it at the house. Ah. That very seldom happens, but I did. So you tell me who we got with us as well, and then I want him to start by telling what has happened for him as he has been working with this health uh, plan that you have that you are offering to people.
0: Sounds good. Good morning, Dave. Good morning. Good morning. Good now uh, This is Pat Davis, your health plan man, and I have my son-in-law, Corey Townsend, on the phone with me, and uh, he's one of my team leaders, and we are just having a, a good old time uh, helping people save a ton of money on health insurance and have better insurance, that type of thing. So, Corey, I'll let you share a little bit what's happening with you, and then I'll share a few other newer things that are happening.
3: Yeah, and Corey, talk a little bit about when you came on to do this, I know the last time you were on, you said that you did a lot of studying and, and learning about this, and you were going, why isn't everybody not doing this? Because it's the way to to do this stuff. Do you still believe that? And uh, what are some eye-opening examples of that?
5: Absolutely. Um, I, I totally still believe that, Dave. I just I was talking to a client the other day, and, man, it was it's fun for me because there was excitement in his voice and, and thankfulness. And, you know, it's like, man, how do people get excited about having to use insurance? And I started thinking about it. Man, the only people that are okay with insurance being the way it is now, where you're paying a mortgage payment each month, and and then you still have to pay three or four thousand dollars out of pocket before they ever put their money on the table. Are the people that haven't had to use their insurance? Mm-hmm. And so, uh, <laughs> so really, the only time that you're okay with that is when you haven't been put in the situation to have to use it. And so, I really do. I, I just feel like, and and I think it's happening on on a on a on a global scale. People have been lulled into this place of of a false security right? With insurance, you know, and, um, and they are that, you know, when they find out that there's something different and then when they actually see it in action, it's exciting. And so, um, it's been really cool. Um, I've, I've heard my father-in-law talk about it, obviously for quite some time, you know, just how it's worked out for his clients before I actually moved over to the insurance business and now getting to experience that, um, with my own clients. And, and, you know, I, I got a client, he calls me every time before he does anything. Um, and, and it doesn't bother me one bit. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty passionate about it. I, I, I'm glad that he does so. And he, he's always so happy. He's like, Oh man, I'm I can't wait to do this. He got a $14 check back from taking his son to the pediatric doctor. And I'm like, man, 14 bucks. But you know, if you're used to paying a $50 copay for every one of your kids and he's got three kids, I mean, it's, it's, it's different. It's an exciting and it's exciting to find something that works the way this insurance does. So, yeah, you, you can't look really
3: you can't look at that that check. It's $14 and say that's $14. You got to say I saved another $50 in copay, so now we're yeah. up to $64.
5: Exactly. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. It's a totally different game changer, you know. For people that got four or five kids, you know, when they're not paying that copay, and all of a sudden they're getting that money back with their bill paid in full, it it it's a big deal. Um, so yeah. it it's exciting yeah. for me. I mean, I, I Pat said it right about helping people. I, there's nothing more fulfilling at the end of the day to feel like, man, I'm really doing something good for people that need a service. And um, I'm I'm providing a service that they're going to feel good about when they have to use it.
3: Okay, so one of you can answer this question, and that is who determines how much you pay at an office for a copay? When you go see your doctor, and let's say it's $25 for him, but you go see somebody else and it's $75, who makes that decision?
0: Well, that can go a lot of different ways. I'll take that, Corey. Um, and this, this is why what we do makes sense, because one of the biggest things we hear, Dave, and as you know, is that sounds too good to be true, that you're going to go to the doctor and get paid. But I think most people would agree the average doctor visit just for the office visit in central Arkansas is about 80 bucks. That's a good average. And the plan that most of our clients are on pays $160 for an office visit. So that means when you go to the doctor, you're going to get a check for 80 bucks. Now my wife just went and had tests and some things done uh, recently, and she got a check the other day for $148. And that meant that all of her bills were paid in full, and the leftover money was hers. So it's kind of like If you were to go and the an example, I know that really works well. But if you were to go to a casino and they said, here, we're going to give you house money today. And if you have money left over, you get to keep it. And if you want to spend your own money, that's what we're hoping you're going to do. You know, you're going to use all of ours and then you're going to spend a bunch of yours. Right. Um, And that's what happens with healthcare. So you can go to the greatest, probably one of the greatest hospitals in the country Johns Hopkins University, and pay $500 for cash for a CT scan, or you can pay over $10,000 in many places in the country for a CT scan. So the determining factor is the insurance company and what they will allow a provider to do. We call it gouging. They literally can gouge you. Okay. So that's why it works that
3: way. All right. So here in this country, at least in some states, Arkansas being one of them, let's say something's happened and, uh, you know, there, there's, there's a run on water. Let's just use water as an example. And because there's a run on the water, uh, you can't suddenly take a, a, a case of water that normally is like, let's say, five right. bucks and suddenly start charging twenty five bucks. That's considered gouging, and the uh, the state government can come and get you on that. Is that not yeah. the same case as far as health insurance goes? Oh, uh, not or at they, all. They just not look a different yeah. way on that.
0: Yeah, it, it's like one of my clients said, "This is what we would call legal theft." And I said, "You're right. It is. It, it is legal." Um, And the reason it is is because people continue to allow companies like Blue Cross and these big companies to do this to them. And as long as you have an insurance policy where you have – we like to use the example of a blind date. If you go on a blind date and you get there and this person has a horrible, ugly attitude and then they order the most expensive stuff off the menu – now you've got ugly and expensive, <laughs> and that's what you have with the health care system in America. They're, they're putting a Band-Aid, you know, they're putting lipstick on a pig. But the reality is, is lots of people are getting subsidy who didn't before. Um, they're getting government help. But the thing is, especially for people who are self-employed, what's going to happen a couple years down the road? And I believe that they're going to pull it and I believe that people are going to get taxed. Now, it's it's in a provision in the new bill, and I will talk more about that um, here a little bit, you know, a few minutes from now. I'm sure we have a commercial coming up or something. Yeah, we like, do. Dave. Yeah, so I'll talk about that after the break, why you need to call me.
3: Okay, when we come back, and that's the key. I want you to call Pat today, 501 uh, 605 Thirty-five. that is his phone number and if you're in the area code that we you know 501 it's not going to cost you a penny 501-605-6935 and it's going to be pat davis you're going to talk to and he's going to explain to you how he's going to save you money we'll continue with him when we come back from this break i gotta tell you about pi roofing best roofing company around par none Uh, They do the job. They do it right. They're professional. Uh, They're a Christian company, so they treat you with respect. Uh, You don't have to worry about getting taken by these guys. They do their job. They do it the way it's supposed to be done, and uh, they'll work with your insurance company and get everything that you have coming as far as your insurance goes as well. Joel Johnson has built this uh, business from scratch. He used to work for other businesses. Didn't like a lot of the the types of things that they did. So he figured, if I'm going to get it and do it the way that I think it should be done, I got to do it. So that's what he does uh, with PI Roofing. You know, a person from PI Roofing that works on your roof. Uh, it's not like they just people just show up and say, "Yeah, I used to be a roofer for Joe Schmo over here," and uh, you know, Joel says, "Okay." Uh, I'll put you on this crew over here. That's not the way it works. You come in, you say, well, I got some, you know, background in the roof. And he goes, prove it. And uh, he's got a big facility where they their workers meet and things of that nature. And they have a roof in part of it. And you get up and you show him what you do to put a uh, shingle on. You know, they tell you that we got to clear out this area. What do you expect? Do you think you're expected to do? And then they watch them and see what they do. Now, they may see some real talent in being able to do that, but you're not doing it uh, the Joel Johnson way. Well, they'll put you in school there with PI Roofing, and they'll teach you how to do it the PI Roofing way. Everybody does it the same way with PI Roofing. Give them a call, 707-3551, 707-3551, or online to piroofing.com. All right. If you just joined us, uh, Pat Davis is with us today and uh, we're talking about health care. We're talking about health insurance and uh, he's got a different way of doing it where we'll save you money. A lot of money. If you can save 30, if you in your head know how much you're paying right now per month or per year for health insurance, deduct, I'm going to say, let's go in the halfway place here. Deduct 40%. How much money would that be? How much money would that save you? And, Pat, uh, people need to know that they've added some new things uh, in the way they're going to do health insurance to government. What should we know about these new things that they've passed?
0: Sure. It's called the American Rescue Plan Act, or ARPA. It's like the new version of the ACA, Affordable Care Act. Um like I said, it's it's still very ugly. Insurance has high deductibles, copays, things like that, and so you you're still going to go to the doctor and you're going to pay a copay. You're going to go to the hospital. You're going to have a huge deductible and out of pocket that's got to be met. Uh, with our insurance, the only time you ever have a deductible is if you're hospitalized overnight, and in most cases, the deductible is met with what the company pays. So, like I was saying before the break you know, it's like going to a casino and using house money. And if, you know, you don't have anything, you have money left over when you're done, you just walk away and keep what you've got. So if you go to the doctor and it costs X and we pay, you know, a certain amount of money, uh, you get to keep the difference if that's, you know, less than that amount. And the reason it works is because a lot of people don't realize if you go to the hospital and you get a steroid injection, it costs $0.75 cents for the hospital for that steroid injection. The hospital then turns around and they bill the insurance company $360. All right. And this happens for so many things. I saw a lady the other day who was showing on her bill she paid one hundred dollars for the tray they brought her medicine in every day while she was on in the hospital and this stuff goes on all the time and so the worst part about it, our last administration was moving in the direction to try and lower and drive healthcare care costs down. this administration um, i don't, i don 't know who, who has anything for a brain up in Washington, but they think the best idea is to try and cover stuff no matter how expensive it gets well that opens the door for every kind of fraud and abuse and waste that you can possibly imagine right and so you instead of saying like you know our last president hey let's start making things transparent it's like going and buying a truck calling your wife and going honey i found that truck finally i bought it and she says how much did you pay for it And he says, I'll let you know in about six to eight weeks. And the next call she makes is to a counselor. And (laughs) and the bottom line is this is what happens with health insurance, with health care. People have a service done. They stay in the hospital, whatever it might be. And they don't even know for weeks how much it's even going to cost. Well, what we do is we help people to work with a fair price system, which I can say Central Arkansas really does. I have a million dollars in premium now that I manage annually, and most of my clients are in Central Arkansas, and I've never had one person in Central Arkansas that's ever had an issue by being overcharged with something that put, you know, hundreds or thousands of dollars for sure uh, at risk. And that's a great thing because you hear about these – Uh, several hundred thousand or million or whatever dollar bills. And those are fake bills. They're like fake news. And when you realize how much that really should cost. So what I'm saying is that we have people that are leaving their work insurance. Self-employed people for sure are coming to us, you know, basically in droves. We're able to help tons and tons of people. I have one real estate company where I have a dozen of their agents that are clients of mine now. Um, we, we just take care of people. When you get paid to go to the doctor, you get paid to have surgery. My wife had a polyp removed and, and they paid her over $3,100 above and beyond the cost of what it actually took. So we're, we're not talking about a typical thing. So with the new plans though, with what the government's doing, it's opened the door to a lot of people to be able to have, you know, government help or a subsidy, And we're able to offer those, too. I didn't want to, but there's just so many people that we're able to help on that level, too. So pretty much 90% of the people who are under 65 in America, I can help. So what I'm saying is you just need to call me and see what I can do for you. you got nothing to lose to find out how much we can save. We save people 50% on their premiums a whole lot. And then we have a small handful of people that, we save maybe 20 or 30%, but like you said, Dave, that adds up, especially when you put that out over several years. You're talking thousands of dollars. You're talking a new car. You're talking a portion of a home being paid off. So that's our thing. You know, what do you have to lose? Uh, we, we uh, you know, we can save most people money, um, you know, just call and find out.
1: Yeah,
3: when people call, and most people have health insurance, uh, they can tell you or do they want to sit down with you, give you the health insurance that they have so you can go over it and you can say, well, look, here's how, here's what we're going to save you right off the top by going with us. Is that what you do when they call 501-605-6935?
0: Yeah, one of the main things I do is I just uh, set up a call. We do everything over the phone. No one has to drive anywhere. I'm not over in their home breathing down their neck. People are so tired of having one and two and three hour insurance calls. Um, I, I do a little interview, find out if this is a good fit for me and a good fit for them. I want to make sure it's the best fit for my clients. And then, you know, I'll do a follow-up call and, you know, usually 30 to 45 minutes and we can do it all. I mean, it's just a, it's tremendous. We, we really have a great system. Our clients love it. I get screenshots from clients on text all the time of copies of checks that they received after going to the doctor, and when you hear, <clears throat> excuse me, hear a client that's excited, like Corey was saying about going to the doctor, that's pretty rare.
3: <laughs> yeah, that that would be rare, and with this new way that they're going to be doing this, where you know they're just going to pay a a, a percentage of whatever uh, you know somebody is charging you uh, for whatever it is that they're doing to your body. Uh, you, you, it just opens it up, as you said, to all kinds of of uh, fraud and things of that nature, which means yeah, you're going to yeah. be the one that has to pay it all.
0: That's right. That's right. Either bigger deductibles, co-pays, out-of-pocket money, ten, fifteen, twenty thousand $20,000 for a family out-of-pocket. <clears throat> That's pretty ridiculous.
3: All right. Let me give everybody the number again. Call Pat today or Corey today and let them help you save some money. 501 605 6935. That number again, 501 605 6935. And Pat, thanks so much for being with us. Thanks for being a supporter of the Dave Ellswick Show. And we'll talk to you down the road uh, not too far from now. How's that? Sounds great. All right. Thank you very much. Time for the uh, news. Let's get to that here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right. Matt Smith's going to join us. He, of course, takes care of all of the uh, VIP cinemas here in Central Arkansas. Riverdale 10, of course, is part of that. So you've got uh, the VIP cinema in Hot Springs, uh, Riverdale uh, on uh, the bottom of Cantrell Hill here in Little Rock, uh, Cabot VIP cinema where I go see my movies, uh, go up to Searcy VIP cinema, and they also are up uh, there uh, at uh, the Oaks Cinema uh up in uh, uh okay what is it uh, I want to say I got Batesville. the wrong Where's that
6: Batesville Batesville
3: that's right Batesville
6: Independence County
3: You got to get up you got to get up there as well All right so last night I went and saw the new movie the big new movie that I think is going to do huge business uh this first weekend maybe for a couple of weekends I saw the Fast and Furious 9 uh last night and uh, had a good turnout at Cabot. Not sold out in the the one that I was at, but close to it. Uh, you got to be happy with the the early uh, amount of people that came in on a Thursday to see that motion picture.
6: We had it on three screens last night. So uh, yeah, I mean we had a good turnout there, and and you know it's it's um it's like I've been saying. There's really no magic to this business. It, movie theaters have been the same for 125 years. You put a movie into a movie theater that people have heard of, and they'll go see it. <laughs> there's no, there's no, there's no, you know. Don't need to reinvent the wheel, man. Right. You know, if you if you put out something obscure that nobody's ever heard of, you know, they're they're not going. You know, I mean, and I, and I'm always here trying to give your people some good advice, right? Go see Fast and Furious Nine, the Fast Saga. It is a great motion picture. You know what you're going to get. You know, you got you got a great director back. You got most of the original cast back. There's a good storyline. Hey, you watched it last night, and I'm sure you loved it.
3: Yeah, I thought it was very good. I gave it an A minus. Uh, the people mm-hmm. who who know me, they always know I go to the movies on Thursday night, and they said, "What did you yeah. think?" I said, "A minus." I said, mm-hmm. "It delivers everything you expect from this yeah. franchise." Yeah, yep. they, they lost a few people that mm-hmm. they they wanted to keep in, but they couldn't, and. Mm-hmm. They brought somebody new into, the, into mm-hmm. the, the series. Now, I think John Cena is going to be uh, going forward, is going yeah. to show up in, in this this series. And he, I thought he did a more than adequate job. I thought he did yeah. pretty good.
6: Well, I, and I guess you're referring to The Rock not being in this one. That's right. But that's because of the timing of the filming. And, and he couldn't participate. So uh, I would expect him to be back in the future. You know, I would. Uh, it's just that when this movie was made, he had something else going on, so he couldn't do this movie. Because, mm-hmm. uh, man, that cat stays booked up, right? I mean, uh, he's yeah, not, he's making
3: yeah. a few movies of his own now.
6: All the time. So, um, But, you know, hey. Uh, I like the addition. I like the twist on the story. I like the whole brother versus brother Uh storyline. I thought they did a great job with the film, as did you, I'm sure.
3: Yeah, I did. A minus. I I will say that, uh, you know, they're getting more and more outlandish in some of the stunts they're pulling off. James Wan pulled off, and he's the director, by the way, pulled off some incredible, incredible action sequences in this movie.
6: Uh, Justin Lin directed the picture. Oh, Justin Justin Lin, Lin, okay. Yes, yes, and he had directed other films in the franchise, and they wanted to bring him back. Now, you know, Vin Diesel's in this, Cody Walker is in this, Michelle Rodriguez, Jordan Brewster, Lucas Black. I mean, you know, you've got the vast majority of the original uh, cast back. We've just got, you know, the change out. The Rock's not in this, but John Cena is. And I thought it was wonderful, 145-minute running time. PG-13 rated film, Uh, I mean, great, it's awesome, go out and see it. Everybody
3: needs, uh, by the way, stay in your seat, Mm -hmm. you know, when they start the credits, because they have an extra scene, and it's an important scene.
6: Yeah, you want to check that out, for sure, and that's on, that's the big one this weekend, definitely go see that, that's com. if you're in the Cabot area. Of course, in Little Rock, you can catch us at Riverdale10.com, uh and Circe Hot Springs VIP.com and Hot Springs, and of course Oaks VIP in Batesville in Independence County.
3: You and, know who I who I was surprised to see in the movie, but I thought that they played a great part, and it it hooked up with some of the people who were missing from this movie uh, because of whether filming or whatever yeah. was going on, and that was uh, Helen Mirren. It was oh, great yeah. to see her
6: nice
3: nice nice well that, that she's the mother for you who may not know this all right she is the mother of Jason Statham's character you know uh she's uh what he, he's that's Shaw is that not right
6: yes yes yes
3: okay so and uh, it's going to be interesting as they go forward with this uh this particular franchise because it doesn't look anytime in the future it's going to lose this gas you know what I'm saying
6: No, people love it. People love it. There's no doubt about it. We've got some great films out right now. Um, Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. Great movie. You saw that one. Great action film. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson's in the movie. Um, It's got a great lineup. It's the sequel to the one from two years ago. Of course, we've got Selma Hayek, Antonio Banderas, Morgan Freeman, and, of course, Ryan Reynolds. Directed by Patrick Hughes. Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. Great film. Don't miss that one. Uh, Take the kids to see Peter Rabbit to The Runaway. It's PG. Great for the whole family. Mm -hmm. Be sure to check that out. Uh, We are still playing Cruella, PG-13. Good movie. Disney films, Cruella. So go see that one. Uh, Got a couple of scary movies still on the screen. Quiet Place 2. Great movie. PG-13. So far, the biggest movie of the year, but I think F9 is going to surpass it this weekend. Yes. Another good horror flick I know you enjoyed, The Conjuring. That yep. people made me do it. It was good. Um, great action film. Uh, and then at Riverdale, we've got a couple of cool films happening. We've got uh, Queen Bees, which is an independent film that has a cast of James Conn and Margaret, Jane Curtin, Christopher Lloyd, and Ellen Bernstein. And that's at Riverdale, PG-13, Queen Bees. Uh, another cool film at Riverdale, 12 Mighty Orphans. Hmm. True story. Uh, Luke Wilson stars. Uh, it also has Martin Sheen and Robert Duvall, and it is based on the true story of a school for orphans uh, that won the state championship for football in Texas. Wow! Uh, just, just a great, great, great movie. Twelve Mighty Orphans. It's at Riverdale. Riverdale10.com. Uh, check that one out. That's great. Uh, got a comedy with Mike Epps. Cat Williams uh, called The House Next Door, Meet the Blacks 2. It is hilarious. (laughs) I could stand here. It would probably take me all day to name the, I don't know, 50 stand-up comics that appear in this film. Okay. Great comedy. It's at Riverdale10.com. Be sure to check that out. Another scary movie, Gaia. That's at Riverdale 10. It's from Neon Pictures. Uh, That's playing a new horror film from them, so go check that out. The only thing you need to avoid is in the heights. Don't watch that. It's horrible. Oh, really? Uh, I hate to see you spin your movie on such a worthless motion picture. I don't know who thought making this was a good idea, but I don't know. I mean,
3: well, they thought lightning would strike uh, twice if the guy who did Hamilton did another movie.
6: Uh, a lot of stupid things happen. I guess. <laughs> I, you know, there's some dumb people out there in the world. I I agree with you. There's some dummies out there, but, you know. I guess. I mean, you could win the Powerball lottery two times. I, you know, it does happen. I or guess, you can. Um,
3: here, here's what I think. It would have been more akin to you won uh, the Mega Million and then the next night you won Powerball.
6: Well, uh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I just just don't don't waste your money. Just don't watch that film. I mean, even if you had the opportunity to watch it for free, you'll never get that time back. That time's gone. And you're going to sit around and you're going to say to yourself, that two hours of my life, I wasted it. Why did I do that? Yep. In the Heights, some of the worst, horrid pile of petrified garbage that I've ever seen. <laughs> do not watch that film. In the Heights is absolutely disgusting. It's horrible. Don't okay, it.
3: so I've, I have been asked, and I'll let you tell everybody. Sure. Everybody wants to know when exactly is Black Widow going to be on the big screen?
6: Thursday night. This Thursday. Thursday night. All right. It's happening. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> Thursday the 8th. It's Thursday, July the 8th. I'm okay, sorry. a week from Thursday. I'm a week off. I'm a week off. Yes. Uh, coming up Coming up uh, next week, uh, Tuesday, we have a movie called Zola, and it is uh, based on a true story. That starts Tuesday, and then next Thursday, July 1st, we have Boss Baby 2, Family Business, PG, uh, good good for all the kids and then we have the forever purge uh, that starts uh, next week as well of course it's rated r uh and this is the final chapter of the purge saga
3: is that for sure is it going to be the final
6: that's what they say
3: all right have
6: purge that's good thank say. god i'm i
3: got tired of it after the second one so the
6: purge that's <laughs> the next week um that's happening next week and then also uh next week is summer of soul a documentary about the big uh, concert with uh, Stevie Wonder, uh, and it uh, well just just a ma- it's a massive amount of icons from Stax Records and Motown and uh, concert that uh, that they put on, um, and it's got a lot of unseen footage from from 50 years ago. It's, wow. it's the same summer as Woodstock, uh, Summer of Souls. So be sure to check that out. That's next week. So you got Zola. Summer of Soul, the Forever Purge, and Boss Baby Family Business all start next week. And then on July eighth we will have Black Widow from the Marvel Universe.
3: Well you know what that tells me, Matt? It tells me that the the people from Black Widow didn't want to split their audience and the people that are still out there that hadn't seen Fast and Furious Nine to be out for the holiday. And going yeah. to the theater to see that movie, so they're, they're waiting that extra week so that they pick yeah. some extra ticket sales up.
4: Yeah, I mean, you you
6: you you think about Hollywood sometimes, and you you think about the intelligent move that 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 is. You know, obviously, you don't want to cannibalize your audience, so you pick your release dates correctly, right? And that's the business people that are out there, and believe it or not, there's some of them working in Hollywood, and they do vote Republican, and they can do math, and they can read and write, and they're living in the real world. That's right. And then you have the crazies who make a movie like In the Heights, and that's definitely <laughs> the creative side of stupidity in Hollywood. Right. Uh, people that just hate money, you know, just just want to set it in the parking lot and set it on fire. They do exist out there, and so, you know, it's, 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 it's a constant yin-yang back and forth.
3: Yeah, those are the guys that use. They said they they light a match and set a hundred dollar bill on fire and light their cigar with it. They don't like their money. What can I yeah, say?
6: Yeah. Well, it's it's generally somebody else's money that they burn. That's it.
3: right. What's Absolutely.
6: All right. Lot
3: of, Do me a favor. I want, I want you to stay tuned just for a second, and then we'll be back and and we'll finish up our segment for this Friday. It's gone awfully fast, but again, uh, I can highly recommend Fast and Furious Nine. That is opening this weekend. you want to go see it. If you like action, it, it delivers. I'll just tell you that. All right, don't forget about East End Towing. East End Towing is ready to help you if you ever find yourself in that position where you need your car, your boat, your truck, your camper that needs to be towed. They can do it for you. Who should you call? East End Towing. Because no matter the situation, East End Towing can handle it, and they've got all the answers for uh, meeting your requirements and meeting those the problems that you could be having out on the open road. 888 that's your number. 501 888 get it for write it down, put it in your glove box, put it in your wallet, put it in your your purse. Again, 501-888-8849. right, let's finish it up with uh, Matt Smith, he of the controlling interest of uh, Hot Springs VIP Cinema, Riverdale 10 uh, Cinema right here in Little Rock at the bottom of Cantrell Hill, the uh, Cabot VIP Cinema, the Searcy VIP Cinema, and then up in Batesville, the Oaks VIP Cinema. And uh, all of these uh, facilities have the uh, reclining chairs. They have great food. They have some. some of these have adult beverages, some don't check to make sure which one nearest you does and uh, they they have great screens they got great uh, uh, bright projection and the sound systems are the best as well can't go to a movie theater any better than a vip cinema i'll just tell you that right now and uh, i i attend up in in cabot all the time and it's it's good to see that people are starting to feel more uh, comfortable getting out and uh, last night, there was a large, large crowd at Cabot VIP Cinema. And I I love going in to watch a brand new movie where it's, uh, you know, pretty well packed out. And you get to hear the people who are laughing at certain areas. It also tells you how weird your humor is because you may be laughing and everybody's going, ooh, like that. So anyway, just <laughs> just to, that's kind of how it is for me. Um, I laugh a lot in a lot of different places and movies. Probably not the best time to laugh, but I find it highly entertaining. So anyway, uh, Fast and Furious 9 is uh, out now. It opened last night. uh, Opens uh, completely all over the place uh, tonight. So you'll not find uh, it difficult to find a a screen. I mean, how many screens is this showing, like, for instance, at Riverdale?
6: Uh, Three.
3: Okay, so you can get in. There's a lot of times, different times to go see this movie. I highly yeah. recommend that you go see it. It's a great action film. Uh, going to be on a, a, a couple of screens at least in Cabot. Is that not yeah. true?
6: Yes, yes.
3: All right. So just so everybody. we yeah,
6: looking at, oh, no. uh, you know, 10 to 12 times for this movie every day at every location.
3: Good. That's what we yeah. want to hear about. What's yeah, going on as far as the food goes? You've had quite a few specials. Uh, Are you backing off on some
6: of those now? Yes. Uh, You know, Tuesday, all tickets are still $5. Uh, Wednesday, you get free popcorn with the uh, free popcorn bucket. Uh, We're serving beer and wine in Little Rock, Hot Springs, and Cabot. And, um, hey, we've got movies for a couple of dollars on Monday and Thursday mornings for the kids. They're rated PG, all of them. And don't forget, on Tuesday, July 13th, we have The Wizard of Oz.
3: Yeah, that's our next bucks. um, our next movie that we'll be showing, our next classic. Uh, this is a movie we show every year because I think every family should take their family to go see this movie. It's such an uplifting movie and fun movie to watch on the big screen. Yeah, you can watch it on TV once in a while, but it ain't nothing like when you see it on the big screen.
6: Thursday. Tuesday, July 13th, 7 p.m. Tickets are at Riverdale10.com. Tickets are only $5. That's it's it. our annual showing of Wizard of Oz. Be sure to come check it out.
3: Yeah. I'm going to next year, and we'll start talking, uh, Matt and I will sometime in September. There's some real classics that I want to bring back uh, for people to see that they haven't seen in a long time on the big screen, which would be fun to do uh at at the theater so we'll be talking about that in the near future but we've we've got a great lineup you can go up up to future showings on the riverdale 10 uh, facebook page or not facebook page but uh the uh, internet the website, internet, and, the website and uh and see all of the movies that we got still coming up this year i mean there's there's some really good ones still to be shown and of course in christmas buy your christmas ticket now Being honest with you, White Christmas this year on the big screen.
6: Riverdale10.com. Be sure to check it out. That'll be a great one as well. But Wizard of Oz, July 13th. That's it.
3: 7 p.m. We're (laughs) off to see the Wizard. Hope that you'll be there to go see the Wizard with us. Appreciate you, Matt. You have a great weekend, and we'll get back together again next Friday here on The Dave Ellswick Show. That wraps it up for us today for this week. I'll be back with you on Monday. Power Panel will be here. We may have some famous guests joining us as well during that show. So be here at 6 a.m. Monday on the Dave Ellswick Show. Have a great weekend.